Remar Nurses, we are live. This is Winning Wednesday, and we're talking about coping mechanisms. Are you guys here with me tonight? This is how we do our midweek NCLEX review. Hi, I am so happy that you joined me because coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms are not the same thing. So for NCLEX, we gotta make sure that we understand these concepts. And this is our family time, and we have a lot of new things coming up as we're transitioning into the new year. 2023 has come, um, it's come, it's come, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. So let me tell you this. The next event that we will be doing is love your nursing content. Love your nursing content. And so this is my February NCLEX review. That's free. You guys are really going to appreciate this one. I want you to sign up for the two-day review, okay? Two-day review at remarnurse.com forward slash L-O-V-E, love. And so the Love Your Content NCLEX review is similar to seven days of NCLEX where we're going to bring clinicals into our classroom. So it will be the day after Valentine's Day. The reason why I want you to sign up is because I'm doing a lot of free giveaways. Of course, the workbook will be emailed to you per usual, but also we'll be giving away study packages for NextGen and the current NCLEX. So this is the way to jump into that NCLEX review. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash L-O-V-E, love. And we are still in the middle of our 30-day NCLEX challenge. And we uploaded uh, study session number eight, which I think I'm going to play for you guys. We have study session number eight in V2 right now. And study session number eight goes by our calendar. You guys know this is the calendar that I'm following. So for study session number eight, we are going to do SIADH, positions, disaster management, and herbal medications. So those are the ones. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Got that uploaded for you guys. If you have not signed up for a 30-day challenge, you can do so at remarnurse.com forward slash 30 days. Okay, we're going to roll, roll into our topic tonight. Again, it is coping mechanisms, coping mechanisms, extremely significant because this is Essentially, we're getting into psychiatric uh, concepts tonight. And so make sure that you're at the end of this understanding the difference between the two. Okay, so that's your goal. That's your goal. All right, here we go. So coping mechanisms. When we talk about um, stress, we talk about how we are perceiving our world. We all know that Stress and other difficult situations are inevitable, okay, in life. So in order to maintain our sanity, people are required to have effective coping skills or strategies in order to properly handle the negative emotions, right? Panic attacts, fears, and, um, you know, of any of the unknown disturbing circumstances. We all have experienced these type of situations in our life. So for NCLEX, as nurses, our goal is to help our patients identify feelings when they're stressed out and allow those clients to deal with the problems accordingly and healthily. So coping mechanisms. Now, coping mechanisms are interesting because they're defined as thoughts or behaviors that are done to manage the stressful situations. So the term used with coping mechanisms is voluntary and conscious. Really, those are the two ones that I want you to know. Voluntary and conscious. Now, what does that mean to you? If I tell you that something is voluntary and I tell you that something is conscious, what does that mean that the patient um, knows about the scenario? This is a major point for NCLEX. I have here that coping mechanisms are voluntary coping strategies used consciously on purpose and they're cognitively based. Type of coping mechanisms, 
problem-focused coping, okay? So that means you're focused on the problem. You're taking an active approach, all right? Emotion-focused coping. So that means that you are trying to uh, change the emotion. You're trying to switch out the emotion with a new emotion. Meaning-focused coping is a mental, a behavioral aspect of that. And then social, support coping. That means you're using uh, your social network, a social in instrument to express the feelings. Now, I'm looking at the comments in the screen and I do not agree with what I'm seeing. So what I'm seeing is you guys are saying uh, the person may not know what they're doing. They may not know, but some of you are saying uh, they do know, they are aware. So if we go back to it, if something is voluntary, that means that the person knows what they are doing. If something is done consciously on purpose, that means that the person is aware. They have control of their behavior. So coping mechanisms are things that are intentional. You know you're doing it, all right? You know if, okay, let me not go too far. Anyways, Whereas defense mechanisms, when we talk about defense mechanisms, those are done subconsciously, all right? So that's a major point that I want you to grasp. If you didn't show up for anything else, I want you to leave knowing the difference between coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms, okay? So we got it. All right, now keep going with me. So there are different ways to cope. There are different ways to cope. Uh, so we have here the problem-focused, Okay, let me um, let me divert back to that. Hold on one second. So this way, the different ways, problem-focused, emotion-focused, meaning-focused, and social support coping, all right? And so I wanted to tell you guys that because you know we do our review questions afterwards. So problem-focused, the person is addressing the problem that is causing distress, all right? So they're planning, they're trying to do activities, like they're looking at what is causing the stress. Emotion means they're trying to reduce the negative emotion, all right? Meaning means they're using cognitive strategies to manage the situation. And social support sounds like what it is. They're seeking out community. So our scales, these are what can measure the coping mechanism that the person is using. The most commonly used scale is the COPE scale, which is coping orientation to problems experienced. Now, you guys don't have to know. You don't have to know these scales, but they are there as a reference tool to know that coping mechanisms can actually be measured. Uh, so you could do a ways of coping questionnaire, coping inventory for stressful situations, a religious cope, uh, and then also a coping response inventory. So many, 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 many ways, all right? Okay, now let's move on and let's talk about the coping mechanism versus defense mechanism and let's revisit that. So the coping mechanisms are voluntary and purposeful. And I gave you the examples. Now let's look at the defense mechanisms. Relatively involuntary responses, okay? So the narcissistic psychotic defenses, man, don't that sound like a mouthful right there? These defenses are usually found as part of a psychotic process, all right? So it may start in young children or it may start in adulthood, but what happens is the person avoids or they begin to distort reality, okay? They avoid or they begin to distort reality. Now, this should be easy for you to remember, especially if you're in V2, because we go over the psychotic symptoms of schizophrenia. And those symptoms all usually revolve around the person not being really aware of reality. So if we're talking about narcissistic psychotic defenses, when stuff gets bad, the person mentally checks out, okay? Immature defenses. Immature defenses are those that are typically uh, pre-adolescent, all right? And they are not seen in adulthood. So for example, acting out. 
Now, this is something that you do unconsciously, but it is a way to avoid the present. So acting out means giving into impulses that would um, actually increase the tension. So blocking, all right? So a person just shutting down. Also, when we talk about the, um, the immature defenses for NCLEX, regression is a huge one where uh, a person will return to an earlier stage of development. So they will begin to do things that a person their age should not do. And sometimes we see this in childhood when an eight or nine-year-old gets sick, they regress as a defense mechanism because they're scared, they're afraid. So what do they typically do? What do we learn for nursing school? They typically begin to wet the bed, right? They begin to wet the bed. They don't want to feed themselves. They want to return to when they were younger and did not have the concern or issue. So this is what we see here. When you have neurotic defenses, these are apparently normal in people that have neurotic disorders, but not for the rest of us. So a person can become controlling, excessively trying to manipulate or manage their environment. They can be uh, neurotic, can come off as dissociation. So a person has a different personality, a different personal identity in order to avoid the emotional stress. Also, um, some people have an inhibition. So they let their, you know, they just go with their impulses. They have no kind of um, restraint. They just become really, um, really free. Like, so everything, they don't have to worry about anything. The mature, the mature defenses are typically considered to be healthy and adaptive. So if you look at immature, that's like, oh, no, that's not the best way to look at these uh, handle situations or look at the emotional or tragedy or trauma. But a mature, a mature defense is something that we all need to strive for here. So that would be uh, example would be altruism, where the person believes the best outcome can happen. Right. Um, anticipation, a realistic anticipation of the future also allows you to consider that there may be some discomfort, okay? Um, so those are mature defenses to trauma in our life. Well, what are some signs of ineffective coping? All right, here we go. Anxiety, self-mutilation, and self-mutilation is a perfect example. When people self-mutilate, it is a perfect example of an ineffective coping mechanism because what happens is this, you transfer one problem to another. So when you do self-mutilation, can you guys think of some self-mutilation practices that people do when they're in traumatic experiences and they want to avoid thinking about that problem. There's two that I am, there's two that I am thinking of. We're talking about coping, coping mechanisms. We're talking about defense mechanisms, okay? And these are part of psychological concepts. Yes, absolutely. So when I asked the question about self-mutilation, I saw in the comments about cutting. Some people, when they're going through a traumatic experience, teenagers, right, they begin to take sharp objects and cut their arms. Yeah, cut their arms. Also, people will pull out their eyelashes, which is very painful, okay? So self-mutilation, but what it does, it, it draws your mind, it draws your focus away from the problem. But is that a healthy, effective solution? No, you're just transferring one pain to another location, all right? So we're talking about self-mutilation. That actually means harming the body. So there are forms of coping that are, are um, you know, substance misuse, but particularly, particularly self-mutilation, you're changing your body, you're compromising your, your, your skin integrity. Yeah, so 
pulling out their hair, pulling out their eyelashes. Yes, that's an example. Alteration in concentration, sleep, eating, and communication patterns. So some people, when they can't handle their situations, they shut down from speaking. Okay? They they cannot go to work. They cannot focus. So that's why it's very important when you know your friends are struggling and then they're not reaching out to you, they're not talking to you, they withdraw in themselves. Some people think that's okay. And you'll hear, you'll literally hear people say, oh, when I go through things, I just, you know, I just isolate myself. That's one of the worst things you can do. It's not a healthy coping strategy to isolate and cut off communication. Okay. Fatigue. Okay. So you're, you're just exhausted. It, it just, it wears on you all day long. And so that is an ineffective coping strategy. Substance misuse, prolonged or over-concerned regarding their own illness. So you draw into yourself where you can't see past the problem. Hopelessness and unhealthy defense mechanisms, which we talked about. All right. So going more into this, we are talking about defense mechanisms. And yes, there are different levels of defense mechanisms. So if defense mechanisms overlap healthy coping, psychotic symptoms may increase in the future leading disorders, meaning there are some defense mechanisms that are subconscious, and they can be very, very harmful if the person is not aware of it or they're pairing defense mechanisms that are, you know, that are unhealthy. Plus, you're trying to cover up healthy strategies and they're going to work against each other. The subconscious and the conscious are going to work against each other. And this is the real issue with psychiatric nursing is like. Sometimes things are very black and white, but other times it's like, okay, what are we really trying to solve here? What is happening? All right. So I'm going to try not to get too bogged down on the psych issues because for NCLEX, it's very surface. We're just talking about how to elevate our concepts of this. And when you talk about defense mechanisms and coping strategies, you really need to have a good foundation in depression, mania, and schizophrenia. If you understand those concepts, this is just like icing on the cake. So that's why I go over those in V2. You need to have a solid foundation because if I really wanted to get crazy, we could go into the psych pharmacology and the medications. If you don't know the disease processes very well, the medications are just, all right. So this is an additional lecture. For those of you who have V2, you'll see that we go over the three major ones, okay? All right. So here, these are just um, these are just levels of defense mechanisms. So the level of defense deregulation, don't worry about memorizing this at all. It's just part of the vernacular. It's part of the community of learning about defense mechanisms. So you'll learn about the, the level. So there's a level of defense deregulation where the person is trying to, they're failing uh, to recognize their stressors. They're struggling with it. Okay. Then you have the action level where the person is like, okay, I have to do something about this and I am either acting out or I'm seeking help. Then you have an image distortion, major image distortion. And this is a person looking at themselves and they're misattributing characteristics of themselves, right? As a part of escaping the situation. That is what defense mechanisms are all about. How a patient is trying to avoid the current trauma. Disavow level. So this is where a person um, is their, their awareness is causing them to do things such as deny what's happening. All right. It's a disavowal. They're denying it. They're trying to put it on somebody else. Okay. And these are, we think, remember, these can borderline cross over into psychotic episodes, psychotic ways of thinking. So they're in denial. 
they're projecting it. No, it's not me. It's the taxi driver that dropped me off. Or it's my cat that keeps triggering me. This darn cat. If I didn't have my cat, my life would be easier. Or they're trying to rationalize what they're doing. You see this a lot in um, you see this a lot in substance abuse, right? When people are in denial about their their habits, they're using their habits to cope, and so they have a reason for everything. Well, I'm only drinking like this because it's the holiday season, and during the holiday seasons, you know, things get a little crazy for me. Or I'm only drinking like this because. It's the new year. And even though it's January 10th, I'm still kind of celebrating the new year like everybody else. I'm not the only one, right? So these are defense mechanisms that we see. And mirror image distortion level, basically where the person is distorting the image of their self or they are using others to improve their own self-esteem, like their poor self-esteem. Mental inhibitions, mental inhibitions kind of just sounds like, you know, the person is using the defense mechanism to compromise threatening ideas, to drum up feelings or memories or wishes, right? Um, and then high adaptive, this is the level where the person is handling stressors but they're also at the same time being very mindful to the maximum point of their feelings, their ideas, and their consequences. So they're balancing it all out. They're highly adaptive here. So what are our nursing interventions? Nursing interventions, what we wanna do for people who have trouble with stress is we wanna try to remove the stress that we can control. Now, a lot of environmental stressors, you really can't control. If a person is stressed out because they live in a bad neighborhood and they live in an apartment complex where people are selling drugs and doing drugs, you know, the best thing for them to do is move. Move out of the area. You're in a, you know, abusive relationship. You need to move out of there. We need to reduce the environmental stressors because there are certain things that we can control. And those are the things that we have to teach our patients, okay? Healthy teaching on stress management techniques and coping strategies. Providing an acceptable, caring, and non-judgmental environment, all right? Allowing the client to identify stressors and intervention strategies in coping with stressors. So this is our subject for tonight, providing guidance and therapeutic resources in the process. Yes, guys, if this is your first time, go ahead and subscribe to this YouTube channel because every Wednesday we come together and we do a study session like this. Now we're about to go into our NCLEX questions. And remember, the NCLEX questions are gonna reflect what we have just covered. Now, I may throw in some ringers to cause you to critically think, but I'm spect I am expecting everybody to at least get three right tonight, okay? So evaluate yourself. Three right. Here's my first question, okay? All right. Number one, coping mechanism is different from defense mechanism for the reason that, okay? Coping mechanism is different from defense mechanism for the reason that one, it is a subconscious adaptive response. Two, it is involuntary elicited during stress. Three, it is neurotically based and healthy. Four, it is cognitively based and done with a purpose. What did we learn? What did we say about the difference between coping mechanism and defense mechanism? Come on in and put your answer down. All right, we're trying to get three of five, right? We're trying to get three of five, right? Let us show the right answer. Did you get it? It is number four. It is cognitively based and done with a purpose. Remember, traditionally, defense mechanisms are patterns of relatively involuntary responses to external or internal factors, and they involve feelings, 
thoughts and behavior, but you don't really know. You don't really know that you're doing this. Coping mechanisms are conscious and purposeful processes and begin on cognition. They begin with thinking. Okay, here we go. Question number two. When an individual applies cognitive and behavioral techniques to determine and interpret the meaning of an event, this type of coping mechanism is called, number one, problem-focused, two, emotion-focused, three, meaning-focused, or four, social support coping. Let me say this again. When an individual applies cognitive and behavioral techniques to determine and interpret the meaning of an event, this type of coping mechanism is called, one, problem-focused, two, emotion-focused, three, meaning-focused, or four, social support coping. What say of you guys? Come on and put your comments down. And you know what I love about NCLEX is sometimes you might not even know the answer, but you know what? If you just read it, if you take your time, slow down and read it, the answer staring you right there in the face, okay? Correct answer here is meaning focused. And some of you did not get this right because you missed the clue. The clue is right there. You're looking for the doggone meaning. All right, so meaning focused, Coping uses mental and behavioral approach to understand the problem or situation. Yeah. An individual may perceive positive understanding of the event or choose to not dwell on the stressor. The stressor. Here we go. Next question is this. Examples of emotion-focused coping includes positive reframing, turning to religion, and, okay, all right, here we go. Number one, formulating solutions. Two, keeping oneself busy through sports. Three, generating humor. Four, seeking care from family. You know what? Psych is a lot about just actually reading because all of the answers are literally in the question. So everybody needs to get this right. And I'm seeing a lot of wrong answers. Let me read it again. Examples of emotion-focused coping includes acceptance, positive reframing, turning to religion, and <laughs> let me give the answer. Let me give the answer to y'all. I'm about to shock the whole Remark community tonight. It's number three, generating humor. Why? Because what are we talking about? We talking about examples of emotion-focused coping. So remember, emotion is, emotion-focused coping is exchanging one emotion for another, okay? So <laughs> a person who gets hurt or a person who is sad, they begin to start to joke about themselves. Well, I knew I could only eat so many pizzas before it caught up to me, you know? So they're like generating humor to try to deal with the situation, okay? I got you. I got some of you guys. All right, shout out to Andrea. This is my Wednesday testimonial. I can't thank you and Mark enough for helping me pass my NCLEX. Y'all are amazing. Hey, perfect. I'm so proud of you. Andrea, shout out to nurse Andrea Henderson Thompson. You in the house now. You legit. Don't quit. All right. Question number four is this. Okay, here we go. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Ooh. Hmm. All right, this one right here, this is just uh, what I want y'all to do, because I don't know if I really told y'all the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask y'all anyway. And I just want you to throw your guess out here. Just throw it, do your best guess. Here we go. Mature defenses fall as a defense mechanism, okay? Examples include 
suppression, anticipation, altruism, and is it number one, projection, two, sublimation, three, denial, four, repression. Hmm. Yeah, mm. I just give it your best shot. But I did tell you something that should help you <laughs> earlier, but I don't know, actually. I don't know if you received it or not. I don't know if you held on to it. We learned a lot today. We studied a lot today. You might have missed this one. But what did I say about mature defense mechanisms? Okay, mature defense mechanisms. Remember, were those the good ones or were those the bad ones? Okay, so if you remember that, because I definitely said that, I definitely said what they were. So if you remember that, then you should know the answer to this. Okay, okay, uh-huh, yeah. And this is where it's really not about critical thinking. It's really about definitions. Like, it's about the content content matters. I told y'all to get three right. That's all. So the correct answer is actually number, bam, number two, number two. Because remember, the mature defense mechanisms are the good ones. They're the good ones. All right. So if we look at the idea, projection, that's placing the blame on somebody else. Denial is not accepting it. Repression is like, mm, I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm not dealing with this right now. Sublimation, mature defenses are socially adaptive and they're useful in the integration of personal needs and motives, social demands, and interpersonal relationships. They can underlie seemingly virtuous patterns of behavior, okay? So sublimation is the gratification of an impulse whose goal is retained but whose aim or object is changed from a socially objectionable one to a socially valued one, all right? So mature means great. Mature means good. It's what we want to go after. Remember altruism, somebody accepting it. You know, those are examples. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Question number five, we made it, y'all. A nurse is caring for a male client with post-traumatic stress disorder. Hmm. Which of the following, which of the following intervention is helpful for the client? Number one, refer and perceive the victim as a victim always. Two, remind the client that he is in a safe place during his dissociative phase. Three, Help the client ignore his flashbacks by providing humor. Four, provide platitudes by saying, be glad you're alive. What do you guys say? PTSD was the best thing for us to do for this patient. PTSD. Okay. Answers are rolling in. Y'all going to go out strong on tonight. Uh, strong on tonight. I see a lot of people picking this one. I think you made it. You did it. Remind the client that he is in a safe place during his dissociative phase. All right. So grounding techniques are helpful because, right? The person who is experiencing them, they're trying to dissociate or they're trying to go to a flashback, especially in PTSD. So it's important to validate their feelings, but also to remind that patient that they are definitely in a safe place. And so they're not actually in that memory that they're holding on to. All right. Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Hey, if you like this, I have love your content coming up. Okay. Love your content coming up. That's actually taking place February the 15th and 16th. And so that's a two-day review free, just like you're watching me now. But I want you to have the workbook and things. So sign up for it. When you get off here, go to remarnurse.com forward slash love. Did you do that? And it's totally free. So you ain't got to worry about paying for anything. 
This is um, my next free event that I'm doing for the community. I know I have nurses who are testing. I know I have nurses who are testing the end of February because when I was doing my Black Friday review, y'all guys came on here and you said, I'm testing in February, should I do V2? So now you've been doing V2 and it's time for you to take your test. But before you take your test, I got something for you. So join me for the live review. You're really gonna like it. Also, um, if you guys need to text me, text me the word NCLEX to 855-696-0132. Shout out to you guys. Listen, you guys did three out of three, three out of five, I do three out of three, three out of five, four out of five. That's amazing. All right. So I'm going to stay on here for a second and I'm going to answer NCLEX questions. A lot of y'all are in V2 and you have questions for me or you have questions about quick facts, whatever. I am making myself available to answer your NCLEX questions. So I'll try to take them as they come in. I also, I did want to show you the, um, the video that I posted today in the V2. We're posting new videos in there every day. Um, I wanted to show you the challenge video today, if I can. So let me work. Uh, let me work on it all. Is is the NCLEX changing in April? Absolutely. The NCLEX is absolutely changing in April 1st, 2023. I'm actually counting down the days. I don't know what everybody else is doing, but I am just like super excited about this. NCLEX is changing. And so if you have to take the NCLEX exam, if you have to take the NCLEX exam, understand that you will be taking it, the new one, okay? Also, I know some people are like hesitant to get in V2 because you think it's all for next generation NCLEX. It's not all for next generation NCLEX. It will help you if you're doing next generation NCLEX. But if you're testing in March and you're testing in, like for testing in March or maybe the, end of February and you don't pass NCLEX, it's a very good chance that your next test will be the next gen. So just be prepared. Okay. Be prepared. Someone says, um, I purchased the $89, but the quick facts book only gave me the Pete's, which was 20 pages. No, no, no. So quick facts is quick facts for NCLEX is different from quick facts for pediatrics. The quick facts for pediatrics is inside of V2 but I mail you out this book, okay? All right, let me see. Um, 20 pages. Yeah, so that's not the same quick facts. Someone says, I thought I signed up for the 89 program, but I was charged 69. How do I change this? Okay, so you need the quick facts book. Just email support at remarreview.com and then they will make sure you get that book, okay? I'm testing in a week. Yay. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Will you be creating an NGN standalone question bank? I already got it. I already got it. It's in my um, NCLEX V2. And you can get that at remarnurse.com. All right. So that question bank is already there. And I put the hard questions in for you guys who have V2 already. Did you see the hard questions that I put in V2? There's like almost 100 of them. There's almost a hundred of them. Have you guys been doing them? Okay. All right. Um, how can we know the dates available for exams in a month? Well, when you sign up for your um, when you sign up for your NCLEX and you get you get cleared to take it, you will be able to schedule your test date and you will be able to see all the exams in the location that you picked. When you sign up for NCLEX, you can test anywhere in the United States or any of our territories. So for some students, if they don't see an exam date they like somewhere close to them, then they, they may travel to another city and take the NCLEX there. All right. So check that out. Um, it's in the V2. All right. Um, I don't have a V3 yet. What is V3? Okay, here we go. Next question is please. I have question bank and VT expired. What can I do to access it again? Well, if you have my original VT program and you want to get into that, you would need to, well, what I would say is this, if you don't have a test date schedule, get into V2 over VT. V2 is a better NCLEX review than my original one. I was going to play a testimonial to, uh, of a student who purchased the VT 
and they also purchased my separate question bank. They did pass NCLEX and she came back and said she passed NCLEX. But the idea is that you're going to spend more money doing it separately that way. So it's better to combine the question bank and the lectures together. And so that's what we did at V2. And that's why it's a better NCLEX review. Okay. Um, yes. Do I, do I have a full video? No, you have to watch the replay of the class today. Okay. Let me, I'm going to try to, uh, I mean, I'm going to try to get into my laptop. It's really Mark's. So I'm not like 100% how to use it because he has all this tech stuff on his laptop. You know, I used to have a basic laptop. Like my laptop is literally just a laptop. It don't do anything else. His is not like that. So I want him to let me in so I can show you guys how to access the question bank because it's not difficult. Okay, I'm about to be really ghetto. Sorry, y'all. I got to call Mark because I don't know his password to this one laptop. Can y'all give me a minute to call him? Creative Vibes says, thank you. V2 is rocking. I'm loving it and it's helping me tremendously as I prepare for the exam. The V the V2 question bank is not easy. I'm going to show you how to access it. Okay. I don't know your password. I can't get in this computer. Are you live? Yes, I am live. I told them that I was calling you. Y'all okay. listen, y'all know I, I keep it real here. I'm I'm just not pretending. Huh? Okay, hold on one second. I'm going to I'm going to show y'all this wonderful clip. Okay. No, hold on. <laughs> what? Hold on, tell them about Karen. I, Karen? No, I I was trying to tell them about Karen. Yeah. Okay, let me tell them about Karen. Yeah. Here's Karen. Hi, Regina. This is Karen Brown. I'm just letting you know that I passed my NCLEX. It took me six weeks to do your program. When I was in the NCLEX, I could hear your voice, all the things you taught me, and I put them together. I passed my boards. No, I'm officially your LPN. Um, Regina, I appreciate you. Your program is awesome. I love the quick facts. The quick facts taught me so much with priors and your help. I passed my NCLEX. When I was in the NCLEX, I told myself, I will, I must pass my NCLEX, and I did. Thank you so much, Regina. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I love the quick facts. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. All right. So here we go. Let me, let me, no. Okay. So you guys, okay. So she said, she said she used VT and she said she used quick facts and she purchased my other question bank. So Karen did an amazing job with those resources. We took all those resources and put them together and we have V2. We have V2 for you guys. So I'm going to show you V2 right now. Okay. I'm going to show you V2 right now. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. So when you go into V2, you're going to see, when you log in, you're going to see the courses, right? So there are two places that you study. You study here in the, you can do the 30-day challenge right here. And then you can do the NCLEX training videos where it says NCLEX V2 review. So when you first log in, you're going to see our 30-day challenge videos, all right? And like I said, if you have the trial version of V2, you're going to get all of this this stuff on the first page. Oh, sorry, stuff on the first page right here. Okay, so in the trial, all these things are available to you. And that's part of you trying out the V2. But you don't have in the trial, you don't have the question bank. You won't have access to the question bank. So some of you guys who are saying, hey, I don't have the question bank or I don't have access to it. It's probably because you're still in the trial version of V2 and you haven't converted over or you haven't paid the $89. And so you don't see the question bank. All right. But let me go back into V2. So the question bank is found right here underneath the courses. So when you log on and you say you just want to do questions, you don't want to do the lectures, you don't want to do anything, you just want to do questions, you come into the question bank. Okay. And when you come into the question bank, you will see all the metrics and everything. All right. So I think this is, I don't know if this is the RN or PN version. I think this is the PN. I don't know. This is the RN because we have 1,600 questions. When I started, we had like 1,300, but now we have 16. We're adding new questions to it every day. So when you go in, you're going to see this page and it's going to show like all of your progress and everything you've done. Um, so when you want to create a new test, you go here to create a new test, okay? 
So you just click the create a new test. The trial, uh, the trial is however long you want it to be. Cause I don't, you're not paying for that. You're just signing up for it. Okay. So that's how long the trial is. All right. So when you want to create a test, these are tests that you're going to create on your own. So you get to choose the subjects. You get to choose how you want it. You get to name it. So I'll just name this one Winning Wednesday. Okay. And we'll do a tutor mode. So you guys can see that you do get the, um, you do get the rationales with this. And it can be next gen or it don't have to be. Like there's case studies in here. If you want to do next gen, if you don't want to do next gen, I'm going to talk to you guys. For those of you who have V2, I'm going to talk to you about using the study calendar. Because when you get in V2, you really should not just be uh, doing whatever. Like you should be following the study calendar and staying on track because that's how you're going to be consistent. If you just log into V2 and just, you know, click around or start generating tests, then you may feel lost. You may feel overwhelmed. That's not how I want you to do this program. Right now, I'm just showing you the um, I'm just showing you the functionality of the question bank because somebody said they didn't know where it was. So, um, like I said, you can do easy, moderate, or hard questions. You can do the case studies, or if you if you want to, you can do the next generation items. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Okay, so that's it. And you can do however many questions you want to, time or untimed. Okay. And then you just start your test. Okay. All right. So, and then these, this is what the test will look like. It'll tell you what you named it. You'll have your calculator function. It's just like NCLEX. You have your calculator. You'll be able to take notes if you want to. Um, you'll be able to mark the question if you want to as well. It's totally up to you, okay? So there's select all that apply, check your answers. Oh, let me get rid of this. Um, V2 will give you your, your rationales. Partial credit here, so if you get some right, um, it'll tell you the ones that should have been right, that you didn't get right, the ones you got right, and then the ones you got wrong as well. Okay, again. Okay. All right. So it's, it's, it's really a great question bank. Somebody asked, uh, when should you do it? I would definitely prioritize watching your lectures. So going back into the, uh, going back into the training center and watching those lectures that I give are going to be pri priority over doing questions. You can do questions anytime, uh, you know, but getting through those lectures are going to be way more important because they're going to help you think about these questions. Okay. All right. Um, how do you sign up for the trial? You sign up for the trial by going to remarnurse.com. And when you go to sign up for virtual trainer, you can either pay for the V2. I, I'm sorry. When you go to sign up for V2, you can either pay for it or you can click the button next to it that says trial. All right, I wanna take you guys to the study calendar. It's in your file vault. So I'm gonna leave the question bank. All right, I'm gonna leave the question bank and I'm gonna to go to the file vault. And right now, um, I'm, using it on, I'm using it on a desktop computer. I know some of you guys use it on your phone, some of you use it on a tablet, some of you use it on an iPad. So it all depends, number one, I think on your experience when it comes to V2 is your internet speed, and if your computer is saving those pages. So make sure that you're like clearing your internet cookies and your history, because right now everything is coming up really fast. Um, I did it today, 50 questions. Should I get to the last, should, should I wait to, to get my ATT before doing it? No, I wouldn't, because when you get your ATT, you can schedule your test. So when you get your ATT, the idea is that like, you're ready to go, you're ready to go. Okay. So um, again, the study calendar is what you should be using when you get into V2. You get into V2. And when you get into V2, all right, when you get into V2, you download that study calendar right there. It'll download automatically to your computer. And then 
you can start using this to guide your studying. And like I said, we're on day number eight for our study session. So I want to play that video for you guys to make sure, you know, you can see what it's like. It's supposed to challenge you. So the idea is you do the study session, everything in it, and then you go to the 30-day challenge where I'm asking you questions about it. And that is how we all are staying accountable. V2 is a resource for students that need structure, for students that like to have a program, they like to have the lectures. That's what V2 is for. So it really, I mean, I really made it so it would solve the problem of you guys not having to spend so much time studying. I tried to make it faster. Um, I tried to make the, the program quicker. Courses and question bank all in one so you guys have it, okay? All right, okay. So that's what it's about. What should you be scoring in the questions to know if you're on the right track? Well, the questions afterwards, it will give you, um, it will show you where you are. So in the question bank, let me see if I can pull it up for you guys. So in the in the question bank, it'll show you your total scores. You're scoring low. Like it, it will tell you, you don't have to look. So it'll say your total score is low, but right now you're performing better than 47% of your peers. So it means that like pretty much right now, people score in the V2 is low, right? This is a challenging question bank. And so you look at, you know, look at people say, well, you don't have two, 3,000 questions in your question bank. No, I don't. I don't. I have like 15 really challenging ones. So, and, and, and what, what you have to keep in mind is this, that a lot of the next generation questions are new to people. And so they're trying, they're struggling, and they're coming back, and they're getting better. All right? They're getting better. So V2 is it's a challenge. It's not for somebody that wants to passively click through um, an NCLEX review course. It's to solve the problem of accountability and kind of passiveness because you have to work in order to get through this course. So if you can get through this course, you can do it. All right? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm in it tonight. I probably will be studying for just maybe like a couple more minutes when I get off. Okay, where would you, on V2, where can I find the clinical pharmacology exams and the clinical progress exams? Okay, so let's look at it. Let's look at the clinical. Let me go into the courses here. Let me go into the courses. So this is what we're going to look at right now. We're looking at the entire question. I'm sorry, not the question bank. These are the lectures. So you're going to see exams here. So here is a clinical subject exam. Okay, you're going to watch a video, watch a video. Here is your clinical progress exam. So they're kind of mixed into the lecture. So you'll watch a lecture, watch a lecture. Here is another clinical exam. Do you guys see that? All right. Are you in RN or are you in PN? Let me know, Rachel. Okay. Here's another clinical exam. So, because sometimes what happens is I will, I'll make changes. Sometimes I'll add, like, I'll add questions or I'll remove questions from a quiz and then I'll just need to, pub, like, publish it again. So, let me, let me check here. Okay. Your lectures don't show like mine. What does that mean? Okay, so the difference between, so this is the registered nurse course. Okay, this is the registered nurse course that we have that I'm looking at right now. Um, my thoughts on doing this with UWorld, I would say do the lectures first because the difference is, the difference is that you're going, you're, you're going to need content. I feel like you should always start with content before doing a question bank. So you can do a question bank like UWorld, but at the end of the day, you still need to review subjects and material that you may not have gotten a question on. So that's why the lecture and the question bank together is a better fit. But yeah, so let me just show you like what the lectures look like.
let's talk about some IV therapy registered nurses. Mm, IV therapy, super popular. Okay, so I'm not gonna have you in there just watching the videos all night. I, that's not what y'all came here for. But I wanna definitely show that there is a better way to prepare for NCLEX than just doing questions or just reading a PowerPoint or even just reading a book, like listening to lectures, filling out a workbook, doing quick facts, that is the comprehensive way to do it. If you want to do a free trial of the V2, you can do that. And you're able to do that just by going to remarnurse.com. And then also you will get to be able to print out a workbook. You will get to be able to watch some lectures. You'll even be able to get to do some quizzes and the 30 day trial will be there. Let me see if I can try to fake signing up for my program right now. Let's see if I can do it. Mm. I wonder if it'll log me in. Okay, here we go. Let me show you guys this. So all I did was I went to remarnurse.com. Okay, I'm talking about how to get into the free trial right now, okay? If you go to, um, you can scroll down, read all about it, and then where you go to pay, like, so I have two courses, I have the RN and then I have the PN, you can, you can sign up for Love Your Content right there. All right, but also you can do buy it or you can do a free trial, okay? buy it or do I need to, or, or free trial. And so you can do a free trial of the PN and free trial of the RN. But remember, when you do the free trial, you're only gonna get access to the lectures. You won't get access to the question bank in the free trial, all right? But that's how you do it. You just literally go to the free trial. Let me see what happens when I click on it. Oh, it's gonna sign me in. Okay, so anyways, it's, it's gonna sign me into my account because I already have purchased it. Okay, so that's it. Do I need the VT to access the lectures? No, VT is the old program is totally different from V2. So if you have VT and you are preparing for next gen NCLEX or you don't have a test date, you need to come up out of VT and get into V2. Okay, so yeah, knowing the content is very important. But like I said, do the trial, get in it. What can you lose? There's nothing you can lose by doing the free trial. You'll just get to make a better understanding of what the experience should be like. Okay. All right. Any other questions? The promo is not. So the promo, what we did was before we were doing $89 for three months access, we still kept the $89 for you guys. Okay. So it's still $89, but it's just for two months access. So we're telling you guys, get in there, don't delay. So I'm even telling you guys now, the $89 for two months is still a very good deal. Now take advantage of it because we will be altering the price of the V2, okay? Um, all right, all right, that's nice. Okay guys, so I'm gonna hop off here. We have winning Wednesday that we just completed. I do want you guys to know that our next free community event will be a two-day NCLEX review. February the 15th and 16th, we'll be doing Love Your Content and we will be doing patient simulations like that, okay? Um, pharmacology quiz. Okay, so let me know, April, let me know which one so I can look and see and make sure that it is published. Because when I look on the courses here, where is it? Where is that one supposed to come at? Okay. Somebody said, is it advisable to go through the entire content? Yes, it is. It is advisable. Okay. Um, does this special come with the quick facts? Yes, even the $89 for two months comes with the quick facts. Do you have dosage calculations? Yeah, we do clinical math. Clinical math is in here as well. So Lasola says, I don't have access. All right. So if, if it's a like a specific personal question, then you got to send an email because I can't do troubleshooting right now. Um, how soon do I get the book after purchase? The books come, if you order it on a weekday, usually they ship out the next day. But if you order it on a weekend, it won't ship out until that Monday. So typically like three to five days. Okay. All right, Rachel says, study, session study, session seven, farm four. 
right and i'm ready february 15th and 16th what time i believe it's 8 p.m that's what time it is 8 p.m okay no v2 is a different v2 and vt are different platforms so you're not able to speak on you're not able to switch over mm -hmm. yeah okay all right okay so i'm gonna write those down rachel she says matter of fact i'll take a picture with my phone um probably the three to five and four i can't find after the lectures okay I just want to make sure that I have them published for you guys. They should be. There's one for PN and RN. You can even do the 30-day challenge in the free trial if you're an RN or a PN. You can do that too. Okay. Uh, do you have a peer group study like 101? No, I don't have a peer group study 101, but I do come on live every Monday and Wednesday to answer questions and go over new content with you guys. Plus, I'm also doing a, like a 30-day challenge individually you could take for yourself in the V2. Okay, you're welcome. How do I access the homework in VT? The homework in VT will come up right after the, the lectures. So you will see the quizzes. The homework in VT is all quizzes. So you'll, you'll see those quizzes right after the lecture, all right? But there's no question bank in VT. Um, I purchased the $89 V2. There is, is there a way around downloading and printing my workbook? Um, there's not a way around it. You need to have, you, you need to just print that workbook. I don't know if there's a way around it, but I would definitely print it. It's going to be easier. Okay. Um, I don't know your, can you put your question? I used the wrong email. Can you help me, please? Yes, but you need to email me, okay, so that I can get your email and we'll be able to help you. Mm, mm. No, Rachel. Well, Raquel, my um, my clinical math video is one of my longest ones. It's like 40 minutes. I don't know if I would consider it to be intensive because for NCLEX, the math is not intensive. The math is pretty straightforward and there's only really like for uh, calculations you really have to know how to do. So the ones I go over are sufficient enough for you to pass NCLEX. Hey, from the Philippines. Good morning. Good morning in the Philippines. All right, I brought the V2 promo. I plan to take NCLEX next gen. Will the V2 be helpful or do I need VT? Definitely V2, definitely V2. When you think about the future, you think about the future of NCLEX, is V2, is V2. I have the VT book in Quick Facts Farm from last year. Do I need to get the $89? Um, it depends on your test date, Ruth. It really depends on your test date. Okay. Okay. Um, Usamo, um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Usamo. I want you to email me because you say I brought the V2 RN and can't gain access to it. So what V2 may have done, you may have thought you purchased the, the V2, but maybe the payment didn't go through. And so you're still in the trial version of V2. So that's why I'm asking you to email me because I want to check to make sure that your payment actually did process. Because if the payment don't go through, V2 will revert you back to the trial mode. And so no, you won't, you won't have access to it. And um, we found that that was happening to students. They're like, hey, I paid and I didn't get access to V2, but then when we checked the records, that payment, that transaction failed, and so that's why, okay? Um, which program is recommended if taking NCLEX in March? Zendaya, I'm telling you, if you're taking NCLEX in March, get in the V2, and I know people may be thinking, well, I'm not taking, um, I'm not taking next gen, but you wanna just make sure you're prepared for everything. And since the next gen items are optional in V2, you don't have to do them, but give them a try. Because what happens is if you're not fully prepared for NCLEX or you fail in March, the next NCLEX you take will be next generation NCLEX. Okay, um, let's see. So that's what I'm saying. Just send me your email so we can check, okay? All right, yeah. And my email, I'm sorry, my email is support at remarreview.com. Please make sure you're using that one. 
and not any other one. Support at remarreview.com. Okay. All right. So that's it, guys. And if you need tracking, if you need tracking also too, like if you're wondering like when is my book coming, we could also give you that too. All right, I'm about to do peds, then mental health, and then I'm done with school. I need approach for peds, please. Yeah, peds is easy in terms of um, what you need to know for NCLEX. And we go over that pretty early on in the B2. So even if you wanted to get the trial, I think you could do pregnancy for free in the trial. Where does it stop at in the trial? It's pregnancy and then it's the, I, I'm not, I think you get to do a lot of maternity and peds in the free trial. So give it a try, especially if you need help with that. This book will be mailed. So quick facts, when you get the $89 package, this book will be mailed and then the other book will be downloaded, okay? All right, guys, I hope you have a good evening. Don't forget, don't forget when you get off here, your job is to sign up for, all right, um, remarnurse.com forward slash love. And then that is going to give you the two day free review. Okay. And that's going to be starting February the 15th at 8 PM. And then also if you're in the free trial, if you're in the free trial, go ahead and check out day eight of the 30 day challenge because it's uploaded in there for you guys. Okay. All right, and so that's the 30-day challenge here. Okay, guys, all right. I will see you guys later. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.